There's a word from the Lord this morning that we would like to share. On last week, first Sunday of the year, we introduced to you our theme for the year 2021 here at the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road as Restore, Support, and Strengthen. We said to you that God has given me an assignment to do something that I've never done before. And that is to have a year-long series. I've had series that have been broken up in three weeks, four weeks, five months. But this is a 52-week series from this theme, Restore, Support, and Strengthen. And God has already given me over 30 messages for this series. We shared with you the first message last week, which was the theme for the year. Today, we share with you the second message of the year and the second message of this series. It is found in an iconic passage of Old Testament scripture. The book of Joel, chapter 2, verses 25 and 26. And we're reading this morning the text from the New King James Version. This is a prophetic word from God through the prophet Joel to the people of Judah. But I am convinced that it is also a prophetic word from God to all of us that are alive and all of us that are here in 20. 21. God's word is never outdated. God's word does not have an expiration date on it. It is the living word of God. And so hear this word. This message is special. It is one of these, those messages that God intended for you to hear. And ironically, it is probably a good thing that we don't have a church full of folk that are going to be jumping up and down and shouting. And so I have your undivided attention now. And I can preach this the way that God wants it preached. And I can share it the way God wants it to be shared. Joel chapter 2, verse 25. And the prophet Joel writes, he quotes the word of God. God is speaking through the prophet. And the Lord says, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locusts. My great army, which I sent, please don't miss this, among you. Verse 26, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be put to shame. And we ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. The subject for today's message for the next 
few moments, I want to speak to you from this thought. And I, and I want you to pay close attention to the subject of this message. I don't always emphasize the subject as much as I am today. But this subject is going to speak about where we are and what God is doing and what God is going to do, in my opinion, in 2021 and what we've gone through in 2020. The subject is this, from devastation to restoration to transformation. Let me say that again. Look at this. Take a picture of it. I want you to hear it. From devastation to restoration to transformation. Listen, my brothers and sisters, and to those of you who are seeking God, it has been said that sometimes on this journey that we call life, that our greatest blessings, don't miss this, occurs after some of our most painful and difficult experiences. I want you to hear me. God says, sometimes our greatest blessings occurs after some of our most painful and difficult experiences. There are farmers that would tell you that some of their most successful harvest seasons have occurred after some of their most difficult years. Farmers will tell you that having endured a season of drought, uh, their next years happen to be a season of prosperity, harvest of prosperity. Good things came after some difficult things. For I have personally come to realize that some of our worst hardships and heartaches end up being the source of many of our greatest blessings. That's my personal observation. My personal testimony is that some of our greatest blessings occurred after and as a result of some of our most severe hardships and most painful heartaches. For throughout the Bible, many powerful testimonies were birthed. Note I said they were birthed out of what seemed to have been horrible tragedies and hardships. Where would Ruth have been if there had not been a famine in Moab? It was the famine in Moab that pushed Ruth and Naomi out of their comfort zone to go to a place where Ruth had to meet the love of her life, Boaz, 
They had to become the patriarchal and matriarchal uh, founders and leaders of the Jewish faith. Where would the people of Israel had been if Joseph had not gone to Egypt? Egypt was not his preferred place of destination. It took a pit and a prison in order to get Joseph to the palace that was in Egypt. But Egypt was necessary. It was necessary even as Joseph testifies in Genesis chapter 50. He says, I, I didn't really want to be here. And he tells his brothers, what you thought would hinder or destroy me, what you meant for evil, God intended it for my good. And note what Joseph said, to save many lives. We are often transformed more by the trials and the hardships we go through than some of our most pleasurable or enjoyable moments. Look back over your life and look at the things that helped to shape your life. Look at the things that helped to transform your life. And usually it involves those things that were hard, those things that were difficult. We all have our pleasurable moments. We all have moments in our life where we had great times with the family, family reunions, cruise ships, trips, and all kinds of things. And they are great memories. But the thing that helped to change our lives are usually those difficult, hard things that we had to go through. The things we lost probably made and enhanced our lives more than the things we thought we had gained. Here's how the Apostle Paul puts this. Paul writes in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 8, the NIV translation, Paul says this, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Note what he said, for whose sake I have lost all things whew, that I may gain Christ. Paul says, you can only write this in retrospect. You can only write something like this when you've gone through something and you look back over your trials and tribulation and say, you know what? I've lost a whole lot of things in my life. I've lost friends. I've lost jobs. Uh, I, I, I may have changed careers. But when you look back over your life, you find out that those things help you gain a better relationship with Christ Jesus. And you wind up thanking God for your trials and your tribulations because they help to shape you to become the person that God has called you to be. Where would we be if we had not struggled? Where would we be if we had not at times in our lives hit rock bottom? 
Rock bottom was necessary in order to change our lives. Listen, as horrible and horrific as it was to see what happened at our nation's capital on last week, part of me said, God, now you have our attention. Now you've called some things to our attention. And we can't just say, the America the great, oh, how beautiful the skies are, oh, how wonderful we are. Now we know who we are and what our challenges are. Sometimes the craziness got to show their hands before we realize that, Lord, we need you on our side. Because as I look at all the things that were unfolding, one of the things came to my attention uh, was that this is beyond just having new people in the same places. This is about having people with a brand new heart and spirit that embrace what God is doing. Because if God doesn't change us, we're never going to change. So Paul says, I gave up everything. Paul testifies in one of his epistles that I had every reason to be optimistic about the future. Paul said, I was a Hebrew of Hebrews. I was a member of one of the finest groups you can be. I was educated in some of the most prestigious places you can be educated in. I had all of those things going for me, but I counted all loss in order to gain what I have right now. And that is a relationship with Christ Jesus. Is there anybody that's so glad that everything you went through, it didn't destroy you, it made you better. In fact, this would be a good time to just put a quick praise over all your struggles, all your hardships, all your headaches. Sometimes you got to thank God for the adversities. Woo! Thank God. Thank God for the stuff that made you pray more. Thank God for the things that put you on your knees more than what you had been before. And say, Lord, I thank you. Listen, as we look to our text, as we turn to our text, let us turn and see how something good came out of something that was so devastating. The text that we've chosen for today's message, the book of Joel, occurs at a time of great hardship for the nation of Judah. In fact, let me begin by saying it was a, it is a prophetic word. It was a word that the prophet Joel received from God to the nation of Israel about what was to come in their life. A prophetic word. According to biblical scholars, a devastating plague of locusts was going to attack the entire agricultural landscape of Judah. And it did. A natural, Matthew Henry calls it, a natural catastrophe unlike anything that the nation had ever experienced before. Go with me, if you will, to the first chapter of the book of Joel. 
verse 2 and verse 4. And I'm reading this from the New Living Translation. So you can see the magnitude of the devastation. Hear this, you leaders of the people. Listen all who live in the land. In all, listen to this question. In all your history, has anything like this happened before? Uh, there was a message that God gave me that I was going to preach in 2020, didn't even get around to it, called nothing like this has ever happened before. The text says, has anything like this ever happened before? Verse 4, New Living Translation, chapter 1. He now describes, after the cutting locusts finished eating the crops, the swarming locusts took what was left. After them came the hopping locusts, and then came the stripping locusts too. In other words, that you couldn't get a break because after one set of enemies came, another species came right behind that. And if you think you had a little bit left after going through that, then here comes another and here comes another. Trouble on trouble on trouble. Compounded trouble happened in their life. And in this case, the prophet said, this is what you're going to endure. In other words, has anyone ever seen anything like COVID-19 before? Has anyone ever been through something like this? I never thought the day would come in which for over 42 weeks in one year, I would preach to a camber. And the audience would be in their living rooms because of a pandemic. But what I've learned over the weeks is that God is still in charge. And what I consider a catastrophe, God says this is just an opportunity for God to show up and show out. Joel goes on in verse 2 of chapter 2. To describe it as a day of darkness and a day of gloomliness, a day of, of horrible things. This was a calamity that threatened the very existence of the nation of Judah. For listen to this, for there is no harvest when there is no rain. And where there is no harvest, there could be no food. And where there is no food, there could be no life. And so God says, you are going to be stripped of everything you thought you could depend on. Judah was an agricultural-based economy. And if the agriculture wasn't there, then the livelihoods of the people could not be sustained. But what they thought was something that had been so devastating. In fact, God says it's just an opportunity for me to do something very extraordinary. Think back over your life. 
think back over the worst times of your life in which you thought this is it, this is horrible, I can't come out of this. And God said, just watch and see. God said, just wait and see. God said, watch what I can do. Have thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God fainteth not? There's no searching of his understanding. In other words, God says, I'll take your worst moments and I'll use it to do something through you and for you that no one ever thought was possible. Give me a moment and think back over your personal life when you did not know if you can come out of a situation or not and God used it to bless you. Somebody, everybody ought to have at least one memory of something that God did that only God could do. Woo! Only God could do it. Only God could do it. Woo! God did it. God did it. God did it. Somebody text the words out. God did it. Send the word out. God did it. God did this. Woo! Listen. So the text goes on. Chapter one, he predicts what's going to happen. <laughs> he talks about the different species of locusts that will come right after each other. But then we transition to chapter two and God says, and the prophet says, I want to show you what God can do for every death for de destination of tragedy, every place where you win, end up hurting you, every devastation, God says, there is a restoration. Can somebody stand right there on that way? If there has been devastation, that means there can be restoration. And you can't restore if you've never been through anything. If you've never fallen down, then God can't lift you up. Anybody know that God can restore everything you have lost? Look at verse 25. The Lord promised in verse 25 to restore all that had been destroyed. But this is what blessed me. He promised to restore not just what was recently lost. Don't miss this. Uh, God said, now I can give you back what you lost in 2020, but I'm going to show the enemy just who I am. I'm going to restore unto you the years, not the year you lost, but the hours. This is when I wish I had a church, Brother Zion, Brother Mitzitzen, because somebody would jump up right now and say, preach, pastor. I will restore unto you the years. God says, not only are you going to get back what you lost in 2020, but I'm going to 2019, 2018, 20, 1995. Woo. Woo. Somebody ought to praise him. Somebody ought to praise him.
Somebody ought to praise him. Stand up in your living room and say, I'm going to get it all back. I am going to get it all back. I want every year the devil stole from me. Everything you put my family through, I want God to die Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, do it, do it. Do it. Do it. Reach out to somebody. Send somebody a message. Say you're going to get it back. You're going. You're going. Praise Band. Media. You're going to get it all. Don't y'all make me praise God up in here. I feel like giving God some praise. You got 30 seconds to give God your best praise. Woo! But here's the key. Uh, I want to say something. That's why I told him, hold this for a moment. I don't want you to miss this by shouting. The goal has never been restoration. What do you mean, Pastor Jackson? Restoration is a part of the process. But the goal has always been transformation God says the reason I allowed you to hit rock bottom and the reason I showed you that I can give it all back is because I want to change your life the goal has always been transformation the people of Judah God wasn't concerned about them getting better crops. (laughs) He could give them better crops anytime. In fact, the book of Joel talks about the latter rain. It's going to be greater than the former rain. Springtime rains will bring a new season of blessings. But here's the ultimate goal, my brothers and sisters. The ultimate goal of taking you through everything you've gone through 
the ultimate goal of you falling down, bumping your head on rock bottom was so that God could change your life. And I'm convinced the ultimate goal of what we witnessed in Washington, D.C. on last week is to change this country. Uh, not just to restore the glamour of Capitol Hill, but to change this country. God says this, Ooh, then you shall know <laughs> that I am in the midst of Israel. And I am the Lord, your God. And there is no other God before me. My people shall never be put to shame. But I like verse 28, New King James Version of the book of Joel. And it shall come to pass. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Afterwards, after this, after the devastation, after the restoration, here's what he said, Pastor Mac, and it shall come to pass that I will then pour out my spirit upon all flesh and I'm going to change your sons and daughters. <laughs> this word is for somebody right now who's praying for your children. God says, let them go. Because sometimes they got to experience some difficulties in order for God to do what he ultimately wants to do in their lives. God says, and after the locusts, after the swarming, crawling, chewing, consuming locusts, whoo, I will pour out my spirit among all flesh. And your sons and your daughters will prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. God says, I'm going to do something that only God could do. And so the ultimate goal of everything we have gone through in 2020 that's why I told you I don't want you to miss this message. The ultimate goal of every hardship and heartache we've experienced is not just restoration. Because restoration is the process. But the ultimate goal is transformation. And God says when the world sees your restoration then they would embrace transformation. When we see that only God could have done what God has done. Ooh. Thank you, Lord. When we hit our heads against the wall, when we fall flat on our backs, when we've lost everything and God restores everything we've lost and others are going to see you, and say, I remember when you were so bad off. And you say, yeah, but God. Not only did he restore me, but God changed me. I'm so glad that the difficulties in my life, the difficulties in my life, changed my life.
and some of the hardest, most difficult things you would ever go through, God says, I'm sending them to change your life. Look at verse 32, last verse that I want to share with you before I share these three things that we should remember about this lesson. And it shall come to pass. New King James Version. <laughs> Here's the change. Here's the change, Mother Jackson, for every one of your grandchildren. Here's the change to every grandmother out there praying for your grands. Every mama and daddy is praying for your sons and daughters. Here's the change for a godly wife praying for a husband. Here's the change for a father praying for your family. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And here's what God told me. For salvation is the ultimate result of real transformation. Ooh, I'll save your family. God says, I'll save your house. Ooh, I'll do it. And it may not look like it now, but when this is over, <laughs> after the devastation, after you've received the restoration, then God says, I'll do what I really want to do. I'll change their lives. There's some change lives that are happening right now, even as I speak. Three key points, and then we have this altar experience. Number one is this. Some of our greatest blessings are often occurring after some of our most devastating and painful experiences. That's a point we made throughout this message I want you to remember. Point number two, really simple. That simply says, we serve a God of restoration. We serve a God of restoration. The third and the final key point to take away from today's message, the second message of this year, the second message of this series, Simply says, transformation is the ultimate goal. Can I tell you something? God's goal is not to reestablish your bank account. God's goal is ultimately not to just give you a better house and a better neighborhood, a better job, and a better career. <laughs> I want to tell you something. God's ultimate goal was not just to change who occupies the White House. Because God has been around long enough to know that there would be people that would come and go that would occupy White Houses for years to come. But the ultimate goal is transformation. God would not only change our situation, whew, but I'm a living witness that God would change our lives. Wherever you are right now, whew, I need you to join in with me and tell God that I need you to do something, Lord, that only you can do. Listen, <laughs> listen. Tamla Mann came up with this powerful song that simply says change. Change me, oh God. Make me more like you. Change me 
Oh God, mm, wash me through and through. Create in me a clean heart so that I may worship you. Yes, you've been through something. Yes, listen, devastation perhaps brought on humiliation. But through your devastation and your humiliation, God brought restoration in your life. God brought restoration to your situation. But ultimately, God wants transformation. Sister Lanisha Tindo and praise and worship team here are coming right now. And I need you to do, I need you to pause whatever you're doing right now, wherever you are in another state, another country, and ask yourself this question. Has your devastation contributed to your transformation? Has what you've gone through made you better? Made you seek God like you've never sought God before? I've come to the point in my life where I celebrate all the things that I've lost. All the things that kept me on my knees. It made me pray. I'm glad that I didn't have the perfect family. Uh, now that I look back over my life, perhaps I'm glad I had to drive down and bail my son out of jail. Perhaps I'm glad I had to pray for my son in different parts of the world because it made me empathize with others who've gone through the same situation. And you know what it made me? Mac, it made me a better father. It made me pray like I've never prayed before. And now when I see my sons, I, I, I don't see the grown men that with successful careers. I see a boy who's bailed out of jail. I see a young man who traveled all over the world. I see people who overcame challenges. And God changed them. So come and join us right now as Lanisha and the team tell us, listen up. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Listen. Mm. Yeah. Change me, oh God. Uh, yeah. Make me more like you. Sing Lanisha. Ah, uh, so anointed. Thank you. Change me. Speak to us, Lord, right Wash now. Wash me through Ooh. and through. Mm. <laughs> Create in Ooh. me uh, a do clean uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that I, so that I, Ooh, I may worship. May uh, worship you. Change me, oh God. Come on, say it again for us. Make me more like you. Change me, change me, Lord. Change me, oh God. 
Wash me through and through. Lord created Just me. Just created me. Give me a clean heart. A clean heart. So that I may worship you.
listen. If it took a devastation in order to bring transformation, it was worth it, Lord. (laughs) If it took me hitting rock bottom in order to get my attention, then it's worth it, Lord. Because in between the devastation and the transformation sits restoration. (laughs) And God said, I did it. I I brought you back what you've lost. Not to restore your barns again. Not to rebuild your bank account. But I did it to change your life. I did it so that you would never go back to what you once were and that you would always know and appreciate that God is an awesome God. Someone, wherever you are right now, and I know it has been rough, some of you have lost so much, and God said it was part of my plan to bring you to where I wanted you to be. The restoration was just a part of the process. Please, if you don't remember anything else I've said, remember this. Restoration was not the destination. Restoration was not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal was transformation. And if God changes this world for the better, if after 2020, COVID-19, after all of the craziness we've seen, if this world becomes a better place, then it was worth it. It was worth it if even the last four years, if we become a more caring nation and a more loving people, then God said it was worth everything we've gone through. Because the ultimate goal is transformation. Pick up the phone round. Text us. Call us. There's someone right now who's sitting there, tears streaming down your face. Listen, after the 8 o'clock, I received a beautiful text from one of our dear brothers. And he has a powerful testimony how God brought him off the streets used to be a drug dealer and how he gave his life to the Lord and he texted me after the 8 o'clock and he said pastor thank you for that message I just want you to know my wife and I just closed on our brand new house we just had a baby God is so good and I said look at God and God God took him to rock bottom in order to bring him to where he is now and God says Daryl if I did it for him I'll do it for everybody else. Your sons, your daughters. God says, I'll do the same. I will do the same. Transformation is the ultimate goal. And I'll go through, listen to this. Please don't take this lightly. No offense to anyone. Look, I've lost loved ones as a result of COVID-19. But I'll do it all over again. If it makes the world a better place, if people pray more, if people seek God more, if people worship God more, then it was worth it. And I'll do it all over again. If people can seek God's face like they've never done before.
Whatever you've gone through, God said there was a purpose for it. God used it to change your life. Close those eyes if you're in a position to do so. If you're in a position to lift those hands in submission to God. Ooh, we close our eyes in reverence to God. We lift our hands in submission to God. My wife and I have been watching the series, The Crown. Many of you have seen it on Netflix. What I noticed is that anytime anybody comes into the presence of the Queen, Mac, the Crown, they all do the same thing. They bow their heads. <laughs> and I said, that's all right for Queen Elizabeth. Look, I admire her. 92 years old, been on the throne since 1952. But let me tell you something. I only bow my head to one sovereign. Because at the end of the day, Elizabeth doesn't wake me up in the mornings. Elizabeth does not put food on my table. Elizabeth did not keep my family together when it was falling apart. So we reverence God. We honor God. We worship God. Close those eyes. Drop those heads. <laughs> Lift those hands in submission to God. Lord, we thank you. We thank you even for the devastation. We thank you for the restoration. But most importantly, we thank you for the transformation. Thank you for the change that has happened, that will happen. And we thank you because we know that your word would do just what it said it would do. I bless someone right now, someone on the verge of giving up, that young man who was just released from prison. Please remind him that there's hope at the end of his journey. Ooh. That young lady whose family put her out because she became a teenage mother. Please remind her that God loves her, that you love her so very much. Ooh. And that there's so much work for her to do. Thank you, oh God, for the transformation in our lives. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And wherever you are, join in right now. Come on with the praise team and others. And call that number right now. Yeah. Come on. Anybody glad for the change? Uh, come on. Stay tuned. Stay on. Uh, stay with us. Stay with us. Stay with us for a moment, yeah. just before we offer the benediction thank you if you've accepted the Lord as your Savior give us a call if you need a church family 
And last week we had those in different states join this ministry. We ask you to call. We will pray with you and for you anytime. Amen. You don't have to physically be here. The good thing about this whole experience over the last year or so is that it has broken down the barriers that separated us. And now we're all in this together. I would love for you to be our brothers and sisters. If you don't have a church family, if you do, then we encourage you to get involved with your church family. If you're looking for a church family, amen. Everybody needs a covering. Everyone needs someone to watch and pray for your soul. Before the benediction on last week, we introduced something called our vision offering. And every week at the end of every service, we're asking you to sow $7. You can text it. You can give in various ways. Listen, and we have a powerful video that we're going to share with you next week. The faith offering represented us taking care of the debt of our past. The vision offering represents the hope for our future. Every dime of this is going to be used for something that enhances the ministry outside of operations. Listen, take me at my word on this. Not one dime from this vision offering will be used for salaries or light bill or operation. It is used to further the ministry. It is used to help ensure that senior citizen village, to help ensure that grocery store, to help, to help us enhance our digital virtual worship experience, to do something that would enhance the ministry, to help sow seeds into the lives of young people and others. We pray that you would embrace the vision. There's so many people behind the scenes. In fact, we're praying this morning, this afternoon, for our dear brother and his wife, Brandon, Glover, and Christine, who so faithful, part of this ministry. Right now, that we know God is able. We know that God will restore the two of you. And as he's done it for those before, he'll do it for the two of you. That young man, his wife, or young adults that are vital parts of our worship experience. So many others. And this vision offering would allow us to sow into the future. For when God has called my tenure to an end, and when I'm no longer the pastor of Bible Way, not only am I not going to leave the ministry in debt, but my goal is to leave it set up for the future that they would be able to put somebody on their shoulders and see what God can do. What happens if right around this church there are over 1,000 homes where people can walk out of their doors and walk to church and walk to the Family Life Center and walk to a grocery store and walk to a drugstore? My mother had never lived in a community where the drugstore or the grocery store was blocks away. Not the official drug stores and grocery stores. But we want that to be the case where she could go in her community and others can go. And there will be bylaws and food lines and Publix 
in our community. And senior citizens would enjoy the things that senior citizens in other parts of this state and this county, and in fact, this city enjoy. That's our goal. And I don't care what they say, they can write about us all they want in the newspaper. But at the end of the day, if people's lives are better because of what we've done, then all of the attacks are worth it. Sow your seed. Sow a vision offering into that. Not to make my life better, because none of this would go to me or to anyone else on this staff, but to make somebody else's life better. Thank you in advance for what God is doing through you and how God will use you to be a blessing to someone else right now. Close those eyes, lift those hands. Come on, praise team, once again, right now, before, yeah, yeah. change. Thank you. those of you will be sharing with you shortly about our plans to incrementally come back in stages uh, soon. Amen. So thank you for your faithfulness. Amen. We're going to share with you what God has given us to safely come back at, at some point, uh, perhaps not with the full house, but to have different services where you can come back and be a part. Those of you who desire, but our virtual services will continue to go on. Thank you in advance. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now, tomorrow, and forevermore. It's in his son, Jesus the Christ's name, we pray and give thanks. And everybody who embraced the change and are grateful for the transformation and grateful for the restoration and even thankful for the devastation said amen. Amen. God bless you right now. Change has come. Yeah, yeah. God bless you.
We'd like to thank everyone for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account, or via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website at bwcar.org.